The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, today marks the 60th anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy, a tragedy which impacted this country, particularly because the president had visited here just four and a half months previously. For a certain generation of Irish people, the moment they heard the news of his death remains an indelible memory, a bit like 9-11 for a later generation. But how exactly was the news delivered and received in Ireland? Newstalk reporter Simon Tierney has been investigating and he's with me now in the studio. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Pat. What was the difference in the way the news was conveyed in America and how it was delivered in Ireland? Well, the way stations like CBS, NBC, ABC, the way they covered this event, it really set a template for how international crises and national crises were dealt with going forward and to this day. But before we come to the delivery of the news to Irish audiences, I wanted us to have a listen to the inimitable words of CBS News anchor Walter Cronkite as he broke the tragedy to the American people. And the sequence of the broadcast is fascinating here, Pat, I think, because there was a popular soap opera of the day called As the World Turns, and it went to a commercial break. Then there was an ad for dog food, which plays, and this is interrupted suddenly by a news flash before finally Cronkite delivers the bombshell itself just 38 minutes after the president's death. And the way I see it, Pat, is it's the incongruous whimsy of the TV ads that makes the news flash just so shocking. New Frisky's Puppy Food, designed to meet the needs of growing puppies. Frisky's is so nourishing. It has 15 added vitamins and minerals. All the protein puppies need to build strong bodies, sturdy bones, and sound teeth. And it has frisky special beef flavoring. Made by Carnation. They love dogs, too. Searching for a great new taste in dog food? Discover new Frisky's Magic Sauce Cubes. Here's a bulletin from CBS News. President Kennedy has been the victim of an assassin's bullets in Dallas, Texas. It is not known as yet whether the president survived the attack against him. The incident was this. The president, Mrs. Kennedy, and Governor Connolly of Texas driving in the president's famed bubble-top car from Dallas Airport to downtown Dallas where the president was scheduled to make a speech. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, Presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States. And that was the iconic first message delivered by Walter Cronkite to the American people that the president indeed had died. But the story as to how the news was delivered to Ireland was perhaps, I think, a fortuitous case of being in the right place at the right time, Simon. Yeah, absolutely, Pat. Um, Now, it was Michael O'Hare who was the head of sport with Telefish Aaron. It was still known as that. RTE hadn't come into uh, use at that time. And he happened to be in the States on that day, ostensibly covering the Laurel Park horse racing event in New York. 
Now, O'Hare was a legendary figure in Irish broadcasting and because of the serendipity of him being on the ground in America when the tragedy unfolded, he was really summoned from his regular beat to report on this instead, understandably. And it was his voice which broke the news to the Irish people over Radio Erin just 60 minutes after the assassination had taken place. Now, once his report broke the news, the rest of the day's schedule on Radio Erin was completely cleared and funeral music was played between subsequent bulletins. Here in New York, everybody seems to be stunned and shocked by the terrible news. News that flashed across the United States just over an hour ago. First, the news that an assassination attempt had been made on President Kennedy. Uh, That motorcade that we got to know so well in Ireland during the summer, uh, that motorcade was speeding through Dallas, Texas. There then followed almost an hour of utter confusion with reports. The president was dead. The president was still alive. And then, 35 minutes after he had been removed from the scene of the shooting to the hospital, the news came through. The President John Fitzgerald Kennedy was dead. The motorcade was going through Dallas, Texas, when an assassin high up over the motorcade opened fire and a bullet struck the President in the head. President Kennedy slumped onto the lap of Mrs. Kennedy, who was sitting beside him. She was heard to scream, Oh no! Before he died, he received the last rites of the church. And here in New York, New York so often bubbling with excitement and joy and pleasure, here in New York, one has only to look along the streets to see how already it has hit the people of this big city. I was on the streets a few moments ago, and every here and there, groups around a transistor radio, and men and women weeping with the news coming over that radio that the president had died. Well, that's wonderful descriptive reporting by Michal O'Hare, his normal beat being GAA and uh, racing and suddenly called upon to do uh, what amounts to a political broadcast. Absolutely fantastic uh, by Michal. Uh, The funeral itself took place in Arlington Cemetery three days after the president's death. It happened on November the 25th. And there was a significant Irish presence. There was. Obviously, Eamon de Valera as president was in attendance. Sean Lamas, the Taoiseach, wasn't. But Frank Aiken, who was Minister for External Affairs at that time, he was there too. Now, Dev was 81 then um, and there was no government jet at that time, Pat. So they travelled on a scheduled Aer Lingus flight to New York and then they connected to D.C., However, historian Cloda Finn this week, she actually alerted me to an often overlooked aspect to the Irish delegation at the funeral, Pat. There was a group of 26 Irish officer cadets who were also in attendance. And the reason for this links back to JFK's trip to Arbor Hill Cemetery here in Dublin just a few months previously during his official visit when he and Jackie had been bowled over by the cadets' ceremonial drill And word came through from the First Lady herself two days before the funeral that she wanted the same group of lads to form the Guard of Honour at JFK's gravesite. So this group of 26 Irish teenagers, they were also on the plane with Dev with their rifles tucked neatly under their seats. 
Now, it's an extraordinary time because uh, Televisieren was in its infancy. Uh, it had started at the beginning of 1962, so it wasn't a very old station. Uh, people, therefore, didn't all have, to have television sets by any means. Were people able to watch that funeral, transatlantic as it was, uh, on their Televisieren channel, Balaka Shock, it was called, uh, were they able to watch the funeral? They were, as you say, those who were lucky enough. Televisieren, they were able to broadcast part of the funeral thanks to the launch just um, a year or so earlier, Pat, by NASA of the Telstar. Now, the Telstar was the world's first television satellite, but because it was in active orbit, the live feed only worked when the satellite was within range. Okay, because nowadays we have geostationary satellites that stay in the same position relative to the Earth. They're orbiting around the Earth in sync with the Earth's orbit, so you can have continuous television coverage. But this thing came and went. It came and went. So you literally had to wait for it to come within range of where your television was. So the feed actually cut out just as the mass was beginning um, for his funeral. But in this next clip, we're going to hear again from Michal O'Hare. And he commentated on the entire procession for Telefish Aaron. And it's a particularly poignant moment, I think, that I've chosen, Pat, because he's looking at Kennedy's children, John and Caroline, who were aged just three and six at that time, and they're watching their dad's funeral procession. Little John going over, passing over to have a word with Caroline. Caroline, the six-year-old who may well at that tender age have a grasp of just what is really happening today, but it's very obvious that little John has no idea whatever. And that was Michal O'Hare covering JFK's funeral for Radio Television and this month, 60 years ago, and finishing his report, Oskwelga, Eryeshde Goreva Anam, at the right hand side of God, may his soul rest. Simon Tierney, thank you very much for that report. Now- the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.